Today is Wednesday, October 23rd. A lot to talk about today with the impeachment inquiry, including testimony that Democrats call the most shocking yet, while Republicans say it's exaggerated. Plus, Facebook plans to build affordable housing. You can now rent a car straight from an app. And how to get cooking classes from the TV pros. Welcome, welcome to the Newsworthy. All the day's news in less than 10 minutes. Fast, fair, fun, and on the go. I'm Erica Mandy. Thanks so much for being here. You ready? Let's do this. It's one of the most damaging impeachment testimonies so far. The top U.S. diplomat in Ukraine flat out said it, that President Trump would not give Ukraine millions of dollars in military aid unless the country publicly announced it was investigating his political rival, Joe Biden, and other Democrats. The diplomat, William Taylor, says the president even refused a White House meeting with Ukraine's president because of this. The New York Times reports Taylor broke it all down during 10 hours of testimony yesterday. He described one conversation he had with a U.S. ambassador who basically summed this all up as a business deal. Politico reports that ambassador said as an analogy that a businessman would never sign a check if the other person owed him something. NBC News reports Taylor says he was really concerned about this and even considered resigning. He even brought it up to the Secretary of State Mike Pompeo and the National Security Council. Democrats call this testimony shocking, and some even say this was their, quote, most disturbing day in Congress so far. They say it's clear the president abused his power. On the other side, though, some Republicans say Democrats are exaggerating things, adding there's, quote, nothing new here. Of course, Taylor's testimony contradicts what President Trump has said, and the White House is pushing back hard, too, calling Taylor's testimony hearsay and that he's, quote, waging war on the Constitution. The Washington Post says President Trump went even further yesterday by comparing the impeachment inquiry to a, quote, lynching. But that comment got a lot of backlash, even from some Republicans. Many called it inappropriate in any context, considering lynching is a term linked to the racist murder of black people. But the White House defended the president and saying Trump is not comparing his situation to that, that he's just referring to how he's been treated unfairly by the media. Others call it all a distraction from the testimony on Capitol Hill. Stay tuned. Russia and Turkey are teaming up to patrol Syria's border together in what they're calling a historic deal. This comes after the U.S. pulled troops out of the region, so now Russia stepped in to fill the void. Reuters reports Russia and Turkey will have to first remove Kurdish fighters from along the border in a mission that starts today. And remember, the Kurds have been a U.S. ally. Well, now that America is not stopping Turkey and Russia, the two countries will be working together to keep the Kurds away and send Syrian refugees to the newly freed up area. It's not clear yet if the Kurds will agree to leave or maybe be forcibly removed. The U.N. says millions of people live in that region, and already more than 170,000 people, including children, have been displaced in the past two weeks. Fox News reports this alliance between Turkey and Russia is a sign the relationship between the two is getting stronger and they're getting more power in the Middle East. This is just the latest development in ongoing turmoil in Syria over the last two weeks. When U.S. troops left the country, Turkey almost immediately attacked the Kurds, who had helped the U.S. fight ISIS for years. Then last week, Vice President Mike Pence helped negotiate a temporary ceasefire between Turkey and the Kurds, which for the most part held while it lasted. Now Russia says it's working toward a peaceful resolution. We'll see. U.K. lawmakers are backing a Brexit bill, but they might still miss their October 31st deadline to leave the European Union. The Wall Street Journal reports Britain's parliament endorsed Prime Minister Boris Johnson's Brexit plan yesterday, but minutes later, they denied his request to push it through the House of Commons by tomorrow. 
AP reports that's because lawmakers want more time to scrutinize the Brexit plan. And this might mean it's likely Brexit will not happen by the end of the month. Remember, over the weekend, the U.K. asked for a deadline extension, but at this point, a decision has not been made. Either way, the fact that lawmakers have agreed on a Brexit plan is a pretty big deal. That hasn't happened since the U.K. voted to leave the European Union back in 2016. So, more to come. For the first time, the FDA says some tobacco pouches, which are used for dipping, are less harmful than cigarettes. Keep in mind, the FDA has never made that kind of judgment before. The AP reports pouches made by Swedish Match are the first so-called reduced-risk tobacco product ever backed by the FDA. But, of course, that does not mean they're safe. The FDA says all tobacco products pose risk, and the pouches can still cause things like mouth cancer, gum disease, and tooth loss. But data shows it is less harmful. Still, this means Swedish Match can now advertise its tobacco as a lower-risk product. The FDA is also reviewing several other products to see if they qualify for reduced-risk status, including a heat-not-burn cigarette alternative. Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg will testify before the U.S. House Financial Services Committee today. The company is being criticized, again, for its plans for a digital currency called Libra. Zuckerberg says he will not launch Libra unless U.S. regulators approve it. At the same time, The Washington Post reports 47 attorneys general have launched a new investigation into the company, looking into whether Facebook put consumer data at risk and whether it should make major changes to its structure and business practices. But Facebook is trying to draw attention to some more positive news. The company wants to help build more affordable housing in California, so it's donating $1 billion to help make it happen. San Francisco Bay Area tech companies like Facebook have been blamed in part for the housing crisis there, since housing prices skyrocketed after the tech companies started growing. So The Verge reports Facebook wants to help and will use the money to help build 20,000 new housing units to help workers like teachers, nurses, and first responders live closer to their jobs. By the way, Google also made its own $1 billion commitment to building houses in the Bay Area earlier this year. The Wall Street Journal says housing advocates welcome the money from tech companies, but they also say it will barely make a dent in the housing crisis. All right, more news ahead, but first, a quick break for today's sponsor. When you feel crunched for time, reading books may be the first thing to go. Well, Blinkist makes reading books feel so much more possible. Blinkist is the only app that takes the best key takeaways from thousands of nonfiction books and breaks them down for you into just 15 minutes. It allows me to get advice from top business experts in just minutes. But maybe you're into other types of personal development or even history. Eight million people are already using Blinkist, and they're choosing from an always-growing library of options. Whether you want to read about our world with the book Factfulness or how great leaders inspire action with the book Start With Why, you can learn and absorb the key parts in just 15 minutes each. Plus, you can choose to read or listen. And right now, Blinkist has a special offer for a free seven-day trial. Go to Blinkist.com news to start your free seven-day trial. That's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T, Blinkist.com news. Now, back to the news. The popular office space sharing startup WeWork just got a bailout. Its investor SoftBank agreed to pay billions for an 80% stake in the company. And the co-founder and CEO of WeWork is getting a billion bucks to leave. WeWork had been in trouble of running out of cash. Penske is stepping into the car sharing business. Penske is mainly known for renting out moving trucks, but now it's rolling out something called Penske Dash. 
That's an app that lets customers rent Volkswagen Jettas by the minute, hour, or day. Fox Business says users make their purchase on the app, then it connects them to a fleet of parked cars nearby. Others like BMW, GM, Lime, and Car2Go have tried to offer something like this before, but they've mostly failed. So we'll see how it works out for Penske. For now, the service is available in Washington, D.C. and Arlington, Virginia. Also of note in the rental world, Scoot, which is owned by the e-scooter company Bird, is now offering an electric moped for rent called the Scoot Moped. TechCrunch says the moped will only be available in L.A. for now as part of a pilot program, but the company plans to roll them out in other cities later this year. To ride one, you do have to be 18 or older and wear a helmet that comes with each moped. They'll reportedly be available soon. Food Network fans can now get cooking lessons from the pros. It's all done on the new Food Network Kitchen app. Users can take interactive cooking classes with star chefs like Bobby Flay, Martha Stewart, and Rachel Ray. They'll also have access to on-demand courses and recipes. And if they don't have all the ingredients, you can actually use the app to order groceries and have them delivered from services like Amazon Fresh and Instacart. Amazon Alexa also works with the app. So CNET says if your hands are busy, you can ask Alexa to repeat steps in the recipe or how much of an ingredient is needed. But of course, there's a catch. It's not all free. Engadget says only some recipes and videos are free, but if users want complete access, you have to pay about $50 a year. With each annual subscription purchase, though, 100 meals will be donated to kids. The app is available now on Apple, Android, and some Amazon devices. And that's it for the main news today, but it's now time for Work Wednesday, where we break down one interesting career or work-related news story every Wednesday. And this week, we're talking about robots and jobs. A lot of people think robots will take over human jobs one day, leaving a lot of people unemployed. Well, it turns out a new study from the University of Illinois says robots won't necessarily take human jobs right away, but might make them a little harder. Researchers found robots are helping people who stock, pack, and move boxes by doing the heavy lifting, but it can also affect workers' safety, health, and morale. The report says robots basically pressure employees to work harder and faster, and even though that may boost productivity, it could also be bad for workers and put them under more scrutiny. There is an upside, though. Recode says as machines take over some of the more routine jobs, it may push companies to train workers for other types of jobs that could even land them higher paid work. All right, thank you so much for listening today. And as always, you can read more about the news stories we talked about in this episode right in today's show notes. Just click episodes on thenewsworthy.com to see all the links and sources. The Newsworthy is ready for you to listen every weekday by four in the morning. I'll be back with more news tomorrow. Have a great day. 